Hello, everyone, and welcome to Best One Since the Next One, the podcast that dives deeper than a clout-chasing Star Wars Twitter account, scouring the depths of Wikipedia for daily content into film and TV franchises and the fandoms they inspire. Today, we have a very special episode of the show planned for you. It's May the 4th, and fan-devised hashtag campaigns and corporate synergy would have us all believe it's a hallowed day in a Star Wars fandom, and it is. We love to celebrate Star Wars on May the 4th. Uh, So we're celebrating on the show the only way we know how to with the inaugural edition of Radlibs, a game we've completely made up, uh, a game we've devised to mark the occasion. But it's not just me here today playing a game by myself. That would be very sad. <laughs> I have with me uh, Kat Anderson from Into the Garbage Shoot podcast and Stephanie Cole, about to be of the Genre Days website, or yeah. you know, just, just Stephanie Cole, just hanging out yeah. too. Talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Oh, yeah, thank you both for being here. I really wanted to just like play a Star Wars based game on Star Wars Day. I feel like the last time I did a Star Wars Day podcast, it was like some insane thing I recorded by myself that was just me doing all the voices of like a Christmas Carol type story about my <laughs> acceptance of the rise of Skywalker. And that doesn't exist on the internet anymore. So we won't even talk about that. Damn it. Um, I mean, I want to hear it. <laughs> I was about to go and look for it. <laughs> it's a it's the ramblings of a madman uh in the midst in the midst of COVID lockdown. So maybe maybe it should never be it should never see the light of day again. But um before we get started, Kat, did you want to talk a little bit about Into the Garbage Shoot? And I we know you've plugged it before on the show, but oh, yeah. in case there's anybody new. Um, yeah, well, Into the Garbage Shoe is a podcast that I record with um, one of my best friends ever, Silver. Um, I, the, a lot happens on that show. I don't. <laughs> we don't really have a structure. If people are familiar with it, they know that. Um, but if anything, we just try to be a really kind of positive, um, happy place where people can, you know, talk about Star Wars and enjoy it. And we even do other things where we talk about like the Muppets in Star Wars and things like that so uh really anything goes so long as we can find one common thread to relate it to star wars i've been enjoying your muppet star wars uh series at this point so it's yeah that's uh, a solid connection it's quite literally the (laughs) proudest moment of my life it's a rainbow connection if you will and stephanie did you want to talk a little bit about do you want to plug anything at this point well i am a writer primarily and i write about my favorite things which are horror movies and star wars um sometimes both and i um currently am working on launching a personal writing blog uh on the subject of both things and also just all sorts of other weird genre film things i'm interested in um, which is genredays.com, days sort of as in dazed and confused. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I talk about Star Wars uh, occasionally on Twitter when I feel like being on there, which is not very often. Um, and on, on Instagram, soul. I mostly just sort of do like 1960s aesthetic things because that's my other main interest. So yeah. Oh, and my Instagram is different than my uh, my Twitter. My Instagram is Dathomiri Witch. That's the Star Wars reference there. And then my uh, Twitter is Gangster Gish, which is back from my old 1920s gangsters obsession from years ago. I love that. You, yeah. you really, a lot you really back run, here. Yeah, yeah, a lot, you run, you a run lot the gamut for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, now that everyone's caught up to speed, Stephanie, do you want to talk a little bit more about like what Star Wars has meant to you over time? I know we talked about, you know, Boba Fett, what Boba Fett's Mm -hmm. meant to you. What about Star Wars in general? I don't even, yeah, know where to start. I mean, I first saw Star Wars when I was eight years old. Uh, Special editions had come out. Um, I watched them on VHS. I missed them in theaters. I watched them on VHS in my cousin's rec room. I was tricked into watching them by my older cousin because I was... um, a scaredy cat, which is ironic because now I'm obsessed with horror, but like um, I was terrified of the image of Darth Vader, but I was obsessed with the concept of Princess Leia. So she was like, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put on Star Wars and we're just going to watch Princess Leia. She's right at the beginning. And then we're going to turn it off afterward. Obviously that didn't work. I was like, no, we can keep it on. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) Like, as soon as as soon as it started and this was me and my identical twin sister who we were in the same boat so we both instantly got obsessed and there was no looking back like we went and bought all the like character guides and everything that weekend and i mean i've been obsessed ever since for me it's like the perfect combination of sort of big thoughts big feelings big like i could sit and talk about it for hours and like end up crying over all the themes and the characters, but then also on the other hand, when I'm not in the mood for that, I can just 
think about the ridiculous stuff about it and just like it's all the best of both worlds so yeah it's always been basically the central cornerstone of all my interests i love it i do love that star wars is does it contains multitudes where like you said you can talk about these big heady themes about life and morality but then you can also like make fun of it so easily too but like just out of love and it's Mm -hmm. star wars knows it's ridiculous it's one of the few franchises that understands how wild it is and that's one of its biggest strengths but it's so sincere the whole time which is why that's the best and that's it can simultaneously exist i think one of my favorite things about star wars is you can watch a scene in a movie that is the most dramatic like heart-wrenching thing you've ever seen and one person in that scene is like a mars man from like an old 19 like you know it's like a (laughs) greedo and like that's like a a thing they got from like an old b movie and it's just like that's a person in this scene where you're like crying and you're like this is great (laughs) there's nothing else like this what are you doing to me how about you, Kat? Uh, what what's what has Star Wars meant to you, or what does it you know mean to you over the years? Oh man! Um, so I think Star Wars always existed in my household and in my life, but I think the first like core memory I have with it is um, going to see Revenge of the Sith in theaters when I was a little girl with my dad, and I remember just walking out of the movie theater after that and was just like, "Cool, so this is my life now." Like, this is all I care about. And I remember I was so hyped afterwards that my dad took me straight to Target and he bought all of like the original trilogy films and we went back home and literally just watched all of them. And I was just so engrossed with it. And then the thing that's like interesting is that Star Wars has always been a family thing, weirdly, where it like gets passed down from generations. So I learned that my grandpa actually worked on the set of Return of the Jedi Oh, wow. Which was insanity to me when I found that out. It literally blew my mind. Um, And then my mom, her very first crush ever um, was Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, so it just it made sense, right? Like my entire family, that's just like what everybody was into. I mean, my older brothers love Star Wars. So it's just kind of it's a generational thing for us, I think. Um, And that's why it also means so much to me is as much as I love Star Wars and all of these stories and, you know, like Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher mean more to me than like literally anybody else in the world. Mm. It's also a family thing. And it just reminds me of, you know, like my, my parents and my grandparents now and siblings. And I'm also excited one day to have kids and pass it down to them. So I think that's what it means to me more than anything is just the connection to family. I Which love that. I can definitely thing with Star Wars, you know? That's, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what the, it's all the, found about. Fa- right. the found family aspect. And that's, exactly. that's one of the reasons, you know, personally, I love it so much as well is mm-hmm. because my, my mom famously hates Star Wars. She thinks it's like, she like, <laughs> she, her, my, my dad and her went on a date to see Star Wars. And she was like, I don't know what he was thinking. Take me to that. I, I oh hated it. So it's like not a family <laughs> thing for like, it's not an immediate family thing for me. My dad taped it off of TV when I lived in Flint. Um, with like news commercials, like interrupting different parts of it. The most dramatic parts would cut off and it was like weather coming up next at eight. And it's like, okay, it was this part of the movie. My young brain is confused. So I kind of like just fell into it through that and was just drawn to it on my own. And so, you know, middle school or in high school is when I started like kind of making friends based on the fact, Oh, you like star Wars too. Like finally I kind of came into it by way of that and just well-documented on your podcast cat, but like, uh, (laughs) really just some of the best experiences of my life, yeah. like waiting in line for Phantom Menace tickets or going to Star Wars Celebration in 2019 in Chicago with my closest friends. I don't know. It's just, it, there's there's an X factor to it. There's something that's really impossible to explain about Star Wars. It's it's the, the perfect marriage of every part of my personality. And I feel like it genuinely speaks to the people that have a very similar mindset. And uh, that's why we're here today, I think. It is May the 4th. We want to celebrate the occasion. We created a new game by smashing two games together. Isn't that how it's always done? So the game is called Radlibs. What is Radlibs, you might ask? It's our spin on Mad Libs mixed with a snake-style draft where the three of us will uh, make selections from five predetermined categories to create a team of sorts. Think like an NFL draft or like a bachelor fantasy draft or whatever you might be into. (laughs) Um, So each round, selections from each category are taken off the board and no duplicate selections will be allowed. When our lineups are solidified, each of us will be asked to use our choices to create an elevator pitch of sorts, either for like a Disney plus show, a new movie, some sort of 
just any sort of like Star Wars series or, or film using the five key components from the draft. It'll make sense soon, I promise. Or maybe it won't. Who knows? So the winner after that will be determined by you, the listener. Whoever has the best pitch based on their teams is the winner. What do they win? Probably nothing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bragging rights, uh, feeling cool, increased (laughs) self-esteem. Well, I mean, honestly, if one of us wins, we should take this pitch straight to Lucasfilm. Yeah, Disney Plus, and go listen. I mean, I want to pull on Instagram, so yeah, like like pull it out of the like pulling it out of the typewriter and like waving it in the air and being like, mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. George Lucas, I have an idea. Uh, no, I, I have some news for you, John. That's not how it works anymore. Oh man, I can't just run up to George Lucas yelling with a typewriter page in my hand, waving it in his face. I mean, a, you can, but I don't know if it will end well for you. I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> I mean, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> when I win, I'm going to give that a try. So. All right, then. <laughs> we can shit talk each other. It's fine. It's part, it's part of the thing. <laughs> like I said, a snake style draft is basically, it goes in increasing order, then it waves back. So basically, there's three of us. Whoever's first will pick, second person will pick, third person will pick, and then pick again. And then it goes back to the second person, then the first person, then the first person picks again. So it kind of like waves back and forth. And then people on... The first and third spots get to choose twice after we get going. So you get the advantage by getting twice in a row. The categories, let's let's list those out so people know all the ground rules heading into this. The five categories to choose from are hero. That includes heroes and neutral characters. People walking around in the background of Clone Wars that aren't like part of the Empire or like up to no good, you can choose them or, or our standard heroes. All fair game from any on-screen Star Wars entry. Any on-screen villain is up for grabs. That's the second category. Uh, of course, it's not Star Wars without droids, so any on-screen droid is the next pick. Uh, obviously, planets are a huge part of Star Wars. I tried to like boil it down to the five basic components of Star Wars. I feel like I did a pretty good job, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and then pick a planet. This will be a, like a starting planet. Obviously, Star Wars is all about planet hopping, jumping from place to place, different exotic locales. Um, so here's, here's our very specific Star Wars rules. Uh, it's... Let's count this as on-screen only planets as the starting planet where we start. Could be an asteroid, space station, or planet. I'm thinking of like the Rogue One, like spinning asteroid thing that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, cool. Cassie I was going to pick that, but I couldn't remember the name. Uh, <laughs> I was like, there's one for Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> you could you, you could have Googled it. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> okay. Never listen. too late. <laughs> uh, there's no time. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, and then, of course, how do you get from planet to planet? A spaceship, of course. So any on-screen ship, but I didn't put this in the outline. I'm going to amend it. It might be too late. You've probably already made your selections in case you want to jump to something else. It can be uh, any vehicle as well. That mm. didn't change my picks. I'm not just changing that rule for my convenience. It's just more of a... Sure. I should have made it more clear. So draft order. Before the show, I contacted friend of the show into a larger world zine creator and podcast co-host extraordinaire Kara DJ was kind enough to do the spinning for us random spinning and this is the order that we came up with Stephanie is first John Ooh. is second Kat is third nice um so I got screwed, I knew that Kara I got had screwed my in my own show <laughs> um, I'll have to let her know afterward <laughs> I I deleted and blocked Kara's number after that and uh <laughs> Any questions before we get going? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think we're, yeah. I should clarify, you you don't have to choose in that order. Okay. You, you can choose any category first that you want to. So if there's something that's like crucial to your lineup that you need to get, by all means, take that first in any category that you want to grab. So. All right. I'm going to go with Hero because this was the first one I came up with is I'm going with Omega, my current oh, favorite Star Wars character. And I want to see her in more things. Omega. Omega. Simply, I am obsessed with Bad Batch. I can't wait till it comes back. I am particularly a huge fan of all the animated shows. Um, I feel like they, I always come back to them as my new favorite thing in Star Wars. So that one was a big hit for me. And I don't know. I just like, it caught me by surprise. I really wasn't that much of a fan of clone stories before that show and then boom suddenly it was all i cared about and 
I couldn't get enough of this adorable little clone girl and I wanted to see everything happen. I wanted to figure out everything about her and what she was going to do. And I want to see her in all areas of Star Wars. And I don't know. I just think she's got a lot of potential. I think it's a really cool idea. I love it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's Stephanie's hero pick is Omega. And maybe it's a grown up Omega who's like, I don't know, bounty hunter or something. I don't know. There's like endless possibilities. I'm excited to see what Bad Batch season two brings. I, I, <sighs> I, I feel bad. I kind of forgot about Bad Batch as a thing. And then I remember the ending, the ending of it and how it ended. <sighs> I'm just on a very, on a very ominous note. I can't and forget I'm, about Bad Batch. That that show completely invaded my brain when it was on, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" So yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. I think I think Book of Boba Fett like erased my brain. So that's like I was just like, "Oh yeah, Bad Batch. I got to revisit it." Yeah, it was a while, and then like obviously with the Obi Wan show, like that's all any of us can think about. So all consuming. <sighs> like even just thinking about it now, I just had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, my pick is Shake it out. Omega. It's my pick for I'm gonna go hero as well. I'm going with the true hero of Return of the Jedi, Nia Nub. My guy. I love him. I love the way he talks. I love the way he laughs. I love his tortilla shell like cheeks. Um, <laughs> I love that he's I love that he's buddies with Lando. I love that he survives up until Rise of Skywalker. He's my guy. I gotta go with Nian Nub. What an interesting cat. Yeah, did, did you see that comment? <laughs> yeah, anyway, Nian Nub's like the number four hundredth draft, like <laughs> number yeah, four hundredth like, for people. You basically just drafted a kicker with your main, first overall. <laughs> that's that's how yeah. I roll. I went with like an actual main character. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, I'm uh, sorry, but also, how do you know he's isn't he part of Rise of the Resistance? Uh. Yeah, and I think like, uh, I think on the ride, I think that's an animatronic of him. Maybe it's not, but I have to know now. Is it Solistin? Right? Is that what they are? He's a Solistin. Yep. Okay. Okay. So maybe it's just another Solistin. But why would they have another Solistin there? To me, there are another other Solistins. Yeah, it there's is, no one else. It is. It is him. Woo-hoo! Him. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So there. Um, apologies. I'm just <laughs> Sorry. I just gotta say too, Cat, that sometimes you can't win a game without a kicker. You know what I'm saying? That is very true. That is very true. Yeah, you can't you can't win a game sometimes without a kicker. You can't take down the empire without a co-pilot. So. Say that. Yeah, say no. that. <laughs> Louder for the back. Beautiful. Louder for the people in the back. All right. Well, I guess I'll go, and I guess I'll stay in theme of picking um, our hero first. Uh, I'm gonna go with Han Solo. He is very crucial to the pitch that I'm gonna give you guys. Um, I'm very excited about it, and I don't want to spoil it, so that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Do you feel uh, vindicated getting him as your first pick? I'm feeling really good about it. I will tell you, I'm very nervous to see who you guys pick um for the other categories because i'm telling you if any of my characters get taken it ruins my entire page <laughs> and we're gonna have to do it okay. on the fly <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna change my spreadsheet real quick then let's yeah, see yeah. um <laughs> but actually so at this point though you get to go again so no worries oh, there you're right you get, you're right yeah so you can pick the next the next most important thing in your story. All right. so. okay you guys i think that maybe my villain might give away my pitch um okay i am taking kylo ren as my <gasps> oh my gosh wait i'm so excited <laughs> for this pitch you guys are not ready yeah I, all right cool <laughs> i'm like i'm already thinking ready. of things <laughs> that this could be i'm having a lot of fun with this <laughs> is this like canon compliant or is it going to be like way off oh no this is uh, i mean it's gonna be kind of canon but then you'll see where i go with this. okay oh my gosh i can't wait <laughs> are you cat are you crying already no it, when i give you this pitch though you guys my oscar is already waiting in the wings yes i oh can't wait all right so my turn correct, correct. wait it's my turn wait oh it's no your, no it's, I, my, it's it does, right. it, that's yeah it's we're going back and forth you're right so you're right like, you're right yeah jonathan got uh, i got it i got it haha Okay. Stuck in the middle with me. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, what's 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 more important here? I have two <laughs> two important parts. I don't think I'm going to go with villain because I think that'll be more important, and that you, someone might take this person. So, I'm surprised I'm going this route. This is a character, a villain in Star Wars that like I kind of don't give a shit about, <laughs> and like <laughs> seems to be the only thing that the fandom ever wants to talk about. So for my villain, I have Grand Admiral Thrawn. All right. I'm sorry. 
I, I would have picked him, but he's not a villain for me. That's my that's my baby boy there. Whoa. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to scrap this game and just talk. Just oh, yeah, right. what Stephanie just said. I was like, we should definitely get into the psychology of this. <laughs> listen, listen. This is now, this is now an intervention. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen. <laughs> okay. No, I, I have no justification here. Uh, Thrawn is a character I'm getting more comfortable uh, liking. I, I feel like I had a really bad like chip on my shoulder towards Thrawn because I was like, everyone just wants to talk about clones of Palpatine and Thrawn all the time. And now, like, what is Star Wars now? It's clones of Palpatine and Ahsoka looking for Thrawn. So I got to get used to it. That's my pick for the <laughs> category. I'm not even, even uh, going to dive into, like, the... Well, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we can we can talk about it. We can Listen, talk about it. I didn't really know. That's what I, we're I, here for. Like, I knew the reputation of From, but I didn't really know the character until uh, Rebels. And then, I mean, it was just look. I was Sherlock Holmes obsessed. <laughs> sure. You give me space Sherlock Holmes, and look. Oh my god. The- I'm going to push back on that. The books, though? The, look, all right. I'm not going to look. I've got tears in my eyes. Do you think you can fix him, Stephanie? Is that what you're saying? I, I don't. Oh, my God. It seems like he in, has a sensitive side. In, te- in the Timothy Zahn books, like the new ones, like he has done nothing wrong. I'm just coming back to it. And I think that he will probably oh eventually God. do nothing wrong, but he does nothing wrong in those books. Well, he will eventually do nothing wrong? What does he'll, that even mean? He'll eventually do something wrong. Oh. I think but not said, those books. I thought, you said, I thought you said he'll eventually do nothing wrong. I was like, wow. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. S- surprisingly, a very thirsty pick for the villain. Listen, uh, okay. So, uh, All right. Look, you can ask. I'm, I'm looking at a at a commission that I got from Kara of him. Oh my god. On my wall. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not the only one. Her fingers are just like <laughs> caressing it right now. <laughs> it's on my wall, okay? It's not it's not the Instagram. Um I mean it's not it's not the um the photo album on my phone. Okay, listen. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well this is what this is what happens when you all get me on a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> but yes, no, I was going to go with him too, but I thought it might be too obvious. Oh. <laughs> because well yeah. all right, but continue. Um, yeah, I don't know how we can continue after that. But <laughs> so, let's, uh, uh, so yeah, Stephanie Stephanie, it's your pick. All right. So I'm going with villain two. And this is not a thirsty pick. This is just <laughs> just a pick <laughs> for plot. Um, I'm gonna go with Moff Gideon. I'm not gonna spoil the uh, the, the um, premise that I'm working with, but I think that also he's just an interesting villain. And I mean, John Carlos Pazita is a really good actor, and I want to see more of him. So here we go. That's fair. Absolutely, Better Call Saul is back, and I've been seeing a lot of him lately, and I yeah. love that guy. He's great. He's one of the people that I might splurge and get a photo with at, at Celebration. He's just been in everything I've ever liked. So. <laughs> Back down to do the, do, just walk up to him and the, say that too. Nothing else, no lie. Yeah. Uh, Giancarlo, you've been in everything I've ever liked. Uh, <laughs> do the right thing up to the Mandalorian. You're doing, you're doing great. You're um, doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing, <laughs> you're like, doing oh, good, wow. I've been waiting to hear this from you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I know. I'm. Look at me. Um, <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> you're doing poorly, kid. Get out of my face. Uh, <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Stephanie, it's your turn to pick again. You, okay, you okay, yes. All right, so then Droid. Um, this is was a last-minute pick. I had another idea, but then my sister was like, no, you need to do something more. So I'm going with Chopper. Oh, I love um, it. Best droid ever. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely unhinged, and I think that he could add a lot to wherever he is. So Chopper's my droid. I love that. <laughs> he is the I best I do love droid. Chopper. Mm-hmm. He's definitely way up there. I love Chopper. I was just mm-hmm. looking at videos from Celebration from 2019, and I have a video of someone like piling a little chopper around the ground, and I was like, "He's real." Um, <laughs> oh my chopper. gosh, I remember that chopper from Celebration. Oh, I was yeah, so totally. excited. It was really great looking. I was really impressed. And then I was like, "Do I actually like Star Wars, or am I just like faking it?" Because these people, this person built a droid. Um, <laughs> we all express our love in different ways. Okay, that's true. That's true. Some of us build a droid, and some of us have a. Photo album of pictures of Fran on their phone. 
some of us caress a picture of Grand Admiral Thrawn before bed. <laughs> um, okay, so it's on me. Okay, so I, I'm going to go with ship. I'm going to switch it up and go with ship. We know it. We love it from Solo. Oh, shit. It's not, but it's not the Millennium Falcon. Okay. <laughs> it's an even cooler ship. I'm, I'm going to go on record as saying okay. that. I, should, I know I should have written down the name. Um, it's okay. <laughs> This is a great reveal. Not of the of the ship, but it belongs uh, to our favorite crime lord, Dryden Voss. Oh, yes. It's, oh, it's, okay. It's the first light because that ship is fucking cool looking. That is um, such a cool ship. It's, such a good fucking pig. It's elaborate. It has a lot of storage for, I don't know, television crews, uh, you know, catering mm-hmm. tables. They have mm-hmm. all sorts of great uh, space seafood to eat hors d'oeuvres going around they have bands playing they have a frog guy in a jar that's singing it's the fr- it's also one of the coolest shaped star wars ships so um and it plays into my uh my shared narrative it plays into my narrative later so i'm going with the first light that's Love such it. a good pick does it come with paul bettany Yes, as Paul Bettany, though, not go. Dryden Voss. Yeah. He's just like, where am I? Yeah, what is right. going on? <laughs> yeah, no, not Dryden Voss. It's just straight up yeah. Paul Bettany. <laughs> I, I, woke, I woke up and there was a frog guy singing at me. Yeah. <laughs> that is so great. Um, well, I think I've basically given away um, my ship, so I might as well pick that. Um, I am going to take the Millennium Falcon. I would say that's it. the number one overall draft pick is is the yeah. Millennium Falcon. Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't want to do it at first because I was like, oh, you know, this just feels kind of like a given. But again, I really need it for the pitch that I'm going to give you guys. So hopefully, my <laughs> vision is starting to come together for you. But I'm starting to get a picture. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fantastic. <laughs> you know that things are slightly off the rails when the Millennium Falcon like doesn't go first you, you had like th- two and a half right. rounds and then like oh I, the Millennium Falcon's still up here I guess I can grab it so yeah I guess I'll take um, this <laughs> well I mean that's the fun thing about Star Wars is there's literally so much to work with like you never know what like mm-hmm. what era what anything anyone's playing in so and that's why I was saying like the this whole exercise is probably completely useless because you can, there's just so much to pick from that the draft oh, part doesn't yeah. really play into it but we're having fun. We're having I, fun. I was gonna say it actually makes it more fun. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it could be it could go any way, but like someone could knock your pick off. And what's better than chaos? I mean, wow, that's, that's basically <laughs> that's very Wanda Maximoff of me. Those uh, Wanda Mickey Mouse ears have implanted in I'm your brain. I'm telling you, listen, we were talking earlier about those ears, and you know that that it truly I embodied Wanda this morning and was like, I too <laughs> will take over an entire town of people because I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> You hear that, scalpers? We're coming for you. Yeah, so. <laughs> watch your back. I'm west viewing all of you. Do I pick uh, again? No, yeah, it's your pick again. Yep. Uh, oh, okay. My bad. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna jump to Droid now, um, and I will be taking K2SO as oh my on-screen oh, Droid. Love K2. That's He's a good incredible. pick. He's absolutely incredible. Wow, wait, now my timelines are like all confused. You see, now I'm throwing you guys off the scent. Okay. (laughs) But he is is also very important to my story. I'm really intrigued now. Uh, Yeah, stay tuned. (laughs) That really really switched it up. We thought we knew where it was going, but... All right, so wait, is (laughs) it my turn now? No, it's my turn. Okay. Um, uh, Please, I I, I don't know sports, and I don't understand (laughs) how this works. So I'm just like... This is a new sport. Okay. This is basically a sport. Uh, it's cool. We're, everything's going fine. Okay. Okay. Um, my, I'm going to go droid. Okay. Um, my pick for droid is the BD3000 luxury droid. Uh, you got to look the, her up. The what? Uh, the B, BD3000 luxury droid. Uh, I think I Lot Dodd. I'm sorry. No, um, it's not. Yeah, it yeah. sounds weirdly <laughs> sexual, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, and why is it a she droid? <laughs> Don't like this is uh. <laughs> wait till you hear my story. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, lot, this is becoming well, a very thirsty Star Wars podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're really revealing a lot about ourselves. Can you wait a minute yeah. now? I'm Googling pictures of this droid, and it honestly confirms exactly what my theory was. Oh, no. These are weirdly very sexual droids. What, what is this from? Uh, well, from, from Clone Wars. 
Oh, wait, uh, are they those ones that look like sexy ladies? Uh, <laughs> From Clone Wars? Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say there were a lot of weirdly sexualized droids on Clone Wars. <laughs> of various, That's... like, presentations. And I just remember watching... There were a lot of things when I first watched Clone Wars where I was like, this really isn't for kids. And that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's not why I picked it. I'm putting it out there. I I have my reasons, and they will all become clear. But that's not why. It's not about. It's not Nia Nub getting it on with the luxury. Okay. Okay. Or isn't it? I mean, they've been asking for R-rated Star Wars movie for really inappropriate uh, podcast so far. Uh, Yeah, it's going off the rails, and I apologize for starting it, but. <laughs> it's like eyes wide shut, but with Nian Nub. Oh my god! Jail. <laughs> Jail. <Chill. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so yeah, that's I guess that's my pick. Is a luxury <laughs> BD three thousand luxury droid uh, fembot. Okay. Uh, so that yeah, now it's your turn, Stephanie. You get two in a row. All right, I'm gonna go with planet, and my planet pick is Corellia. Ooh, classic. Yeah, and but you know, always fun to see on screen. It was a blast to see it on screen. Uh was was Solo was the first time they Solo showed it. Solo was the first one and I couldn't wait because way from the very beginnings of my fandom, like Han Solo was my first crush and like I was always like I wonder what Corellia is like. And I would, you know, read all the stuff in like the expanded universe. I'd be like, this is yeah. a mess. I don't know what this means. <laughs> so I like just came up with my own vision of what it's like. And it was different. My vision of what Corellia was like was different from what they showed us, but I sure. loved what they showed us. And then when it was on Bad Batch again, and it was just like exactly like it was in Solo. Oh, so cool. That's one of the few locations that we've seen where I was like, oh, it was pretty, like pretty close to like how I was thinking about it. Like not, obviously not exactly, but you know, the way I've read it described and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where it was very industrial. Yeah, it was really, really fun to see that, and especially with that cool car chase at the beginning of Solo. Oh, but so uh, good. I originally wanted to do for um, May the 4th pod was just the Solo a Star Wars Story Love Fest. We're just talking about all the good things about Solo. So that's that's in my back pocket for later it's on. such but, a great yeah. movie. Uh, I love yeah, that it's, movie. It's so underrated. It is so mm-hmm. fun. It's great. <laughs> it's very good. It's a, it's 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 a blast. It's just a product of its time where it, when it was released, and I think that in five or ten years, people will love it wholeheartedly yeah. again. Uh, so yeah, your pick is Corellia. Are you? Mm-hmm. Is that? Um, yeah, you, you have to pick a ship. Then I think you're done. All right, my my ship pick is the Ghost. My son has been building uh, the Ghost out of like plus blocks lately. We've been watching mm-hmm. Rebels, mm-hmm. and he's just like, check it out. It's the Ghost, and you go all the <laughs> Uh, was it called the Phantom that comes off of it? Spectre. Uh, Spectre. He built a little tiny little thing that comes off the back of it, and he's like, "Look, it's." Oh wait, no, it was the Phantom. It's the Phantom. I'm sorry, I failed as a Rebels fan. I'll edit that out. Spectre is their code name. (laughs) I'm like, oh god, no. (laughs) Uh, I was gonna say that's what that's their call signs. Yeah, Um, Spectre's their call signs. Yeah. You know what ship I really miss is um, the Razor Crest. <laughs> I really Me just too. like rest in peace, Razor Crest. Razor Crest. So good. Yeah. It's yeah. just rest the coolest. I was, I was watching some old, um, some season two Mandalorian episodes, and I was just like, man, the Razor Crest is so cool. Let's see. Is that is everyone? Oh no, I haven't picked a planet yet. I'm yeah, a mess. we I'm we sorry. both have to pick our planet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Stephanie, yours is you. Oh, you have yeah. your five. They're they're set yeah. in for my planet. Just as a base of operations, it seemed like the best place to start uh, for the, the direction I want to go. It's the uh, the planet of a million lights. It's a planet covered entirely by city. You oh know yeah, it. You, you know what you love it. It's it's Coruscant. Yes. Or as I called it when I was younger, croissant because I didn't. <laughs> I, I apparently couldn't read at like fourteen still. So do you, do you think they're gonna go show croissant on this in this movie? And everyone's like, you idiot. Um, yeah, you stupid dummy. You, you suck. So yeah, my planet is Coruscant. And then that that rounds out my lineup. So go ahead, Kat, and finish it up. Yeah, my planet is um, I'm gonna do Takodana as my Woo! little starting planet. <gasps> you know why? Because she's beautiful and she's gorgeous, and she's got a great bar. Seen... Yes, I never knew there was that much green in all the galaxy. Hey. Um, Takodana is cool as hell, and it's really underutilized. And I just I want to go back there someday. Me so. too. Me too. I loved that planet. Listen, I understand that Star Wars is mostly about sand. But, like, I always just get so hyped 
when I see just like a beautiful like green foresty kind of a planet Mm. I'm always like thank god color in the galaxy (laughs) yes love it so let's review let's before we uh we'll, we'll pitch in the same order but let's review who our picks are before we head into that so for hero stephanie has omega cat has han solo and i have nia nub for villain uh stephanie has moff gideon Cat has Kylo Ren, and I have uh, Stephanie's boyfriend, Grand no. Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> for for droids, Stephanie for droids, Stephanie has uh, Chopper. Cat has K two S O, and then I have <laughs> the BD three thousand luxury droid. You know, you know everyone's you everyone's probably. favorite droid. Uh, you know the most famous yeah, Star Wars droid. Some of the heat off me, John. I gotta yeah, say. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah th- those are our droids for ship stephanie has the ghost cat has millennium falcon number one overall draft pick and i have dryden boss's first light pleasure yacht don't <laughs> need to keep going back again to that here word we go I- <laughs> eyes wide shut but with me end up that's my whole pitch um and for for planet uh stephanie has Corellia. Uh, Kat has Taco Donna, and then I have Croissant, the planet Croissant, or Coruscant, if you're a real Star, Star Wars fan or just a normal person that knows how to read. So those are our choices. Stephanie, what is your elevator pitch? All right. So we're talking Mandalorian-esque era timeline, like close to Mandalorian. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot of speculation here, but Omega is an adult is working well was working for the um not the empire scratch that never worked for the empire was (laughs) working for the rebellion and is now kind of in between not sure what she's doing next sort of doing a bounty hunter thing kind of but like not officially um but because she's buddies with Hera um and they're like besties she is using the ghost and she's got chopper on loan um, and they're doing adventures and jobs and things all over the galaxy. And she's got all her clone armor and we love her. So she's on Corellia and that's just because there's some sort of job thing here. But Moth Gideon has an eye, his eye on her because he's doing this whole cloning thing that he's oh, like wow. trying to figure out for his cloning Grogu secret project for the remnant empire that he's got going on so he's like oh my gosh there's this special clone and she's just hanging out over here in Corellia. so he is like trying to figure out what is going on with omega what her deal is and trying to figure out if she could be helpful for whatever this cloning project is that he's on to and she so he's like kind of pursuing her but like trying to also figure things out so it's kind of like a mystery and then she's also like oh my god this guy is like trying to figure out what is going on with me and I don't really know what's going on with me so I'm gonna figure that out so it's like a sort of dual mystery at the same time happening and it's all gonna tie together into whatever this cloning plot line is with uh with Moff Gideon and wherever (laughs) they're going with all this so that's my pitch and Chopper's just there being chaotic Oh, yeah. oh, and one more thing. Chopper's being crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Chopper's Which is fantastic. Chopper. And I just I imagine, like, an adult Omega is, like, a sort of, like, still her very, like, optimistic personality, but, like, with a lot of, like, the personalities of her of her dad batch, like, also in her, too. And just, like, being an awesome person. And we love it. So, yeah. That's my pitch. I like that you can't complete the end of the pitch because we don't know what's I mean we technically know yeah. what's happening but yeah. we don't know what's happening she's like whatever's going on there is happening in this show too yes exactly <laughs> and also like I can't say as much like because I don't know how much we're going to learn about Omega in future seasons of the Bad Batch so I'm like she might know what her deal is she might not we'll figure out but you know it's a simultaneous <laughs> mystery and we've got these two characters sort of figuring out what's going on and like it's a whole thing I love it I think it sounds great I yeah. love uh, I love the bridging of the timelines. So mm-hmm. I mean I I mean I hate it. You're my enemy in this game okay. that we're playing. So I pitch next, I guess. Okay. So as we all know, Celeste is a very like ashy volcanic planet. There was mm-hmm. lots of political turbulence. The Empire coming and going. Nia Nub grown up there. Not the most <laughs> not the greatest childhood. So he's he wants to take the time 
after the Galactic Empire's fallen and like you know, in the nascent days of the New Republic, he's like, I'm going to take some time during peacetime here. I'm going to start my own weekly television series where, you know, I'm going to head to Coruscant and pitch this idea. We're getting there. Don't worry. You know, he goes to Coruscant. He gets his crew. He gets some like cam droids. He gets a whole crew of people to go on. The the first, like Dryden Voss's first light has been repossessed and docked on Coruscant randomly and uh, conveniently. So he's like, I'll use that ship and we're going to make a cross kind of between like a galactic extreme home makeover meets Lifestyles and the Rich and Famous. And the name of his show is called Comfortably Nub. And, oh, uh, God. And it's basically uh, him and this BD3000 droid, uh, Betty Bot VJ, who is from Clone Wars. She hosts like a, a, a music channel, basically. Uh, she's the host of the show. It's Nia Nub going around, like fixing up people's homesteads. Like if they're on Tatooine, they're like, this place sucks. And they like add like some color to it. It's like trading space. Remember the show Trading Spaces? Yeah. Uh, it's like, this is uh, like my mom's like, whole favorite thing. So like all the HGTV yeah. like, shows she won't stop like, watching. It's like if the Hollow Net and Star Wars had like an HGTV situation. And it's like, like House Nubs Flippers. Just, yeah, exactly. Neon Nub's making some some uh, some credits on the side with his like Smash TV series. But how does Grand Admiral Thrawn come into yeah, this? I was yeah. going to ask. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. So we know he's like super... Uh, you know, complicated strategic brain, but Very Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yes, listen. <laughs> how does how does that present itself in you know wanting to know people's uh, culture and logic and things about their art and how their taste, what their tastes are as as uh, species and things like that, and that's why he's so strategic and, and crazy. So he makes a perfect rival designer on the show. <laughs> Where uh, he tries to one, he tries to one up Nia Nub with his with his his more sophisticated designs, and his show is called uh, Every Rose Has Its Thrawn, and, uh, and, it, and it's it's him just going around making things very modern art, fine art, but kind of just sucks the life out of the room, you know. But it's to it's to his liking. But he has his own show, and you know Rose Tico Rose Tico may or may not be on it, depending on if you want to keep going with that joke. Or not. Uh, oh my gosh now i would watch that i think they make a funny pair all right wait yeah quick quick thing though i feel like thrawn would be more like i need to analyze the way that nine nub decorates houses that's what i mean yeah yeah he's be he's like he's like trying to 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 one up how uh how nia nub so he can create the better homestead and like he makes it a competition. Okay. Like, okay. So, so this has nothing to do with anything with the empire or anything. He just wants no. to be like the better no, house I, designer. In fact, you could cut it off like at, before you said the empire and just say, this has nothing to do with anything. It's just my <laughs> idea that I had <laughs> based on who I wanted to pick. I love uh, it. <laughs> and like, uh, the, I picked the first light cause it's big enough to house all of his crew. And it's like, you know, he can host it. And like, it's kind of like cribs at that point too. He's like, this is my, closet this is my uh like indoor water slide on the first you know like all that other stuff so that's my that's my pitch for a show it's on disney plus okay so it's a show and is it a show about the behind the scenes of this or is it the show itself it's it at first it's the show itself but then it becomes such a uh galaxy-wide phenomenon from everyone (laughs) in the galaxy that subscribes to disney disney plus in a very like meadow way uh (laughs) That there's all sorts of like spinoff content, like okay. behind the scenes, like uh, you know, there's like you know, there's like flavor of love and like oh my uh, gosh, rock, yes. rock of love and stuff like that. There's like multiple different uh, spinoffs of of comfortably nub. I so, want to know who's on everyone's decor teams, like who's on Thrawn's decor team. Okay, uh, listeners, listeners, let us know in the comments <laughs> on Instagram and uh, email us who you think is on Grand Admiral Thrawn's design team. So. Also, I'm extremely well, embarrassed to admit that when you mentioned that droid hosting that music show, I know what Clone Wars episode you're talking about. That's why I was going. I, I didn't know. I didn't want to give away. I don't. I don't know how I would give it away. Anything with what I just said, but like, she's like, she's like the 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 uh, the real like bubbly, lighthearted host of the show. Yeah, because like, there's like that episode of Clone Wars. Shout outs to like uh, the Clone War, the, like the Clone Soldiers. Yeah, and she's and like, "This is our song next," and then she's like doing a little dance. I'm totally. sorry that I, I know that. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm, don't be sorry. I'm glad somebody knows that. Yeah. Like, out here on, on BD3000 Luxury <laughs> Droid Island, like 
talking about. I didn't nothing. know that was what she was called, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you do. Thank okay. goodness. We've all learned something today. Yeah. Take that to celebration <laughs> with you when you go. And bed. <laughs> Guess what I learned? So now, Kat, it's your turn to pitch. Oh, man. All right. Um, yeah. So my pitch is um, Han Solo is hanging out with Maz Kanata. He's, you know, on Takadana. He's hanging out at the bars. Um, this is definitely taking place in the sequel era. Um, so, you know, he's obviously a little bit down on his luck. Marriage isn't so hot. Um, son is he, not doing good things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> life is uh, falling apart. Um, he, you know, is obviously he's fallen from grace. He is not the man that he was back in the OT. Um, so Moss is like, hey, you know what? It would probably be good for you to go out and explore the galaxy and just take a take a vacation. Use your PTO. Get out of town for a bit. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? You're right. So he hops into the Falcon and he's, you know, going through space. And then all of a sudden he sees an escape pod just kind of drifting around in space. And he's like, what is this about? Um, and he brings in the escape pod on the Falcon. And guess who's on the escape pod? Guess who's in there? K2? It's Kylo Ren. Oh, it okay. Is- <laughs> no, but I, I like where you're going. Um, okay. No, it is, it is his son. It is Kylo Ren. Um, Kylo is very pissed off to see his father. He's very pissed yeah. off that it is his dad that has found him in a position where he's goofed. We don't know what he did, but he goofed and he's on an escape pod. Um, <laughs> we can work that out later in the writer's room. And uh, now Kylo Ren is he's hitching a ride with dad. He's got to get back to the planet that he's supposed to be on. And Han Solo, being the great dad that he is, is like, you know what? I've got PTO right now. I guess I'll take you. (laughs) But obviously, they don't have a great relationship, all things considered. Um, Mm. So they really hate each other. They're on opposite sides of the Falcon. They get into a lot of arguments and tiffs with each other um, until one day they land on a planet. Don't know which one, but it's one of them. And who is there? other than K2SO. And guess who needs a ride? K2SO. And they, because again, Han Solo, he's trying to be a better man. He's trying to do right by um, his woman and his wife. And she's like, you should, you know, be a nicer person. So he offers to take K2SO. And they're all hanging out on the Falcon together. Obviously, Kylo (laughs) and Han still fucking hate each other. Um, And K2 is like, you know what? Because he can talk and he's funny and he's sarcastic starts picking up on things and he's like maybe i can mend this relationship between (laughs) kylo ren and han solo and reunite father and son and i my idea for this is that this would be either a tv show or a movie on disney plus but they would travel to a bunch of different planets um along the way trying to get kylo ren back to where he's supposed to be but along the way they get into a lot of shenanigans and um they really learn to love each other by the end of it. So we're talking about a father-son road trip kind of a movie. Um, I love it. I would pitch for Todd Phillips to direct this. <laughs> and also to have him write it. So really think okay. like The Hangover, but in Star okay. Wars is basically I, where I was, I'm going. I was thinking the Goofy movie myself when you were saying <laughs> That's a good one, though, too. <laughs> that is what I want. I want The Hangover meets The Goofy movie with Han Solo and Kylo Ren in the Star Wars universe directed by Todd Phillips. That's what I want. Oh, yes. I, it sounds so good. So how did K2 survive Scarif? You know what? Um, <laughs> uh, he's resourceful, man. <laughs> I, guess, I guess droids, you know? You know, I mean, he can walk. <laughs> I mean, he does say that he can survive in space, so I don't know. Exactly, exactly. See, okay. that's why you're going to be in the writer's room. All right, I'll help. I'll help work this out because I love it. Maybe he put his maybe he put his CPU in another similar uh, droid that looked like him. Mm-hmm. Like in, in, he in, in uploaded a, all of his own his, data to the cloud when they were training the Death Star plans, and then he just like found a body. And despite the fact the that. <laughs> Despite the fact that the technology in Star Wars appears to be radio based, he knows how to use the cloud. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So while they're all trying to use radio signal to to transmit the plans, he's like, all right, I'm just going to upload to the cloud right now. (laughs) And all all the servers are on Bespin, and that's why it's called Cloud City. Oh my God. (laughs) 
Lucasville, look us up. Look us up. (laughs) Who's the power line of the Star Wars universe? Uh, General Hux. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) He's just... He's also a secret pop star. I mean, can't you see that? <laughs> He's a secret spy and a secret pop star. Secret pop star. That's that's it's the new page. Like, like new wave bedroom pop, though. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm. We're, I mean, also like Tears for Fears kind yes, of music, totally. like movies, oh. like Flock of Seagulls. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. this like there's this like Star Wars Joy Division music that plays in. Season seven of Clone Wars. That music uh, slaps. That music when they're is on, it's, so good. It sounds like Joy Division playing at like a cafe. In that's, probably Hux, that's probably what like what Hux. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm envisioning. I love that. Yep. Um, interesting answer, General. Did not expect General Hux to be the uh, to be the answer <laughs> to that question, but we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. Okay, so now we've all pitched our random Star Wars Rad Libs projects. It's up to you to vote for who the favorite is. Once this episode airs, we will put the poll online on in our Instagram at B1N1Pod in the story. So you can go there and vote. And like I said, the winner gets increased self-esteem for at least one week. So yeah, that was our our Star Wars Rad Libs. Um, it was really fun to do that. Like I knew it would yeah. be. If you enjoy it, let us know. And if you don't, don't let us know. And we're still going to do it anyway. So <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Stephanie. And thank you, Kat, for doing this. I was, uh, I was, I was like, what would be the most chaotic combination of of Star Wars guests. And I think, I think we found it. So Yay. Uh, I think you nailed it. <laughs> Proud to bring the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Happy May the 4th. Happy Star Wars day, everybody. May the force be with you. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. And I promise the dog that you hear barking, he will not be here for much longer. Uh, oh my God, we're he... not going to kill him, but. Jesus, like, Jesus. Wow. He's going to walk. He's going to walk. He won't be a problem anymore. <laughs> Don't worry about that dog. <laughs> oh, he now, knows no, we're talking now, about now, him. Now yeah, right. Knows. He's like, say that shit again. <laughs> Where am I going? <laughs> <laughs>